0: You can tell her, you can tell her anything, she's a real good
1: listener, you can tell her anything.
2: Hi guys, how are you? I'm Teresa, what's up confidant? Is anybody here because you know this podcast? Oh, okay, really? Okay, very excited. It's called You Can Tell Me Anything. I have comedians confess something they've never told anyone before, and then we talk about it, and it's a lot of fun. But this is the one year anniversary of the show. Thank you so much, it's very exciting. I'm having a great time, uh, and I just wanted to do a live show for you guys. So you're gonna see some comedians confess some things, and we also have a real therapist here. So we're gonna unpack those things they say. I don't know what they're gonna say. (laughs) They didn't tell me, so. We'll see what they say. It's gonna be a good time. I do want to start off, because we play a lot of games on this podcast, so I want to play a quick game with you guys, just to show you guys what we do here. Um, and it's a, it's a really fun game for you guys to play along, so I, I'm gonna need some audience participation in this game. And if you want to answer a question and you get it right, I will give you a prize. How's that sound? Well, I love the enthusiasm. <laughs> really fun. This is just like my podcast, where every week I ask for you guys to call the uh, confession lines. I have a confession line where the audience Listeners can call in and nobody ever does it. Uh, people really, it's really one way street where they like to hear about trauma but not talk about theirs, and that's okay. <laughs> There's nothing traumatic in this game. Um, I'm gonna use my note cards because they have uh, my, the game on it, okay. So how it's gonna work, this is called What Are These YouTubers About to Confess? I'm gonna show you a video. You're gonna have to guess based on multiple choice what you think this person's gonna confess and then I'll show you the answer. You guys ready? Go. <laughs> All right, let's play the first clip.
0: I have a confession to make. During the Olympics.
1: Okay.
2: So what is she gonna confess? Is it A, she cheered against her own country, B, she pretended to be into sports, C, she didn't watch because she was binging on a Korean drama, or D, she wrote fan fiction about a Canadian two-time gold medalist John Morris from The Curling Team and Edward Cullen from Twilight. Anybody wanna guess? C. We got a C here. D. We got a B. D. D. We got a D. okay, fan fiction fans here.
1: <laughs>
2: Cons- okay, uh, so that's just a smattering of a little bit of everything. Uh, <laughs> all right, I heard C first over there, um, uh, but that is incorrect. Anyone wanna, tr- you got one more chance. I, I feel like I did that wrong. I think I'm supposed to just give it to the correct answer. <laughs> but I didn't think this through. I'm also gonna go grab the prize. Um, so, so it's not C, but it could be A, B, or D. That's how multiple choice works. <laughs> <laughs> raise your hand if you want to guess. I'll show you what the prize is. The prize is... The prize is... <clears throat> Can I get a drum roll, please? Thank you. So I'm not here on site. All right, all right. The prize is a sticker with a logo designed by Jamie Loftus. Very exciting. Okay, raise your hand if you think you know the answer. Over there, what's the answer? B, correct, she pretended to be into sports, let's take a look. During the Olympics, oh, this is so hard. I am a fake fangirl. I'm so ashamed. All of a sudden, I'm like, into sports, I'm... There you go, she's a fake fangirl, everyone. All right, I'm gonna move on to number two. So you guys see how the game works? All right, what is she about to confess? Let's take a look. Oh my god, yeah, okay, so pretty much. <laughs> Is it A? She loves to eat cornstarch. C? <laughs> she hates horror movies. C? She can't stand avocados. Or D? She stole the Constitution. C, <laughs> B,
1: uh, A. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, who A. says uh, this does not have multiple? Raise your hand. What is the answer? Is not C. A. A. The answer is A. Let's watch the play. I'm addicted to eating cornstarch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing, I guess. All right, all right. I'm going to keep it moving because this is running too long. Okay. <laughs> Let's watch the next one. There's two more. I have
3: a confession to make.
2: Does he, A, uh, has he not read a book in five years? B, has way too many decks of cards? C, hates his own birthday? Or D, he thinks all baristas look the same? B, he says B, let's watch the clip.
3: I have way too many decks of cards. (laughs) Alright.
2: Wouldn't have guessed it, right? He looks like a one-card kind of man, all right. Final question, all right. Let's take a look at this clip.
3: This episode, I have a confession to make. Now, I promised you all that I would tell you one of my deepest, darkest secrets that I don't think I've told anyone other than my closest family and friends.
2: Okay, does he, uh, is it A, he loves The Bachelor, B, he wants to be a tank top guy, (laughs) C, he hates ice cream, or D, he thinks his dad had an affair with Ginger Spice because nobody in his family has red hair and his dad has a tattoo with the name Jerry on his bum. I still haven't figured out how to do multiple choice with a giant audience. Um, So I guess, uh, uh, wait, so yell out, everybody on the counter, yell out your answer. One, two, three. Honestly, didn't hear the right answer. Um, Does, does, uh, uh, okay, wait, wait. So uh, make noise if you think it's A. Okay. Make noise if you think it's B. Okay, Okay, make noise if you think it's C. Okay, make noise if you think it's D. C is Alright, C is the right answer. Let's take a look.
3: So here it is. Here is the deep, dark secret. I hate ice cream. I hate it.
2: Wow, guys, this is what, the level of secrets you're going to get tonight. It's very exciting. Alright, that's been That Game. Um, are you guys ready to see some confessions? <laughs> something to you, okay? So this is a safe space. Remember that? Put your hands together for the star of the upcoming Netflix show, Bonding, Brendan Skinell
3: Keep it going for your host. Hi. Um, I, yes, I, I would like to confess something uh, that I'm not not proud of, I, Teresa was like, you need to confess something, and I was like, I have nothing to confess, uh, was raised Catholic, obviously I have no guilt or uh, uh, unclean conscience. Um, I grew up confessing, okay, <laughs> um, to priests, uh, who didn't think I was cute, apparently. Um, uh, I was so cute. Um, I, I do need to confess, it's funny, it's like you need, you have a need and then something arises and so what I will say on camera for something, I'm not clear where it's going, but I did uh, poop my pants a little today and not something I'm proud of, you know, you're in LA, you're sitting in your car, you're like in between things, you're trying to find the next bathroom. I'm a very optimistic person, I was like, I will make it and the fact is that I did not And um, I. But moments after it happened, I did eventually find a bathroom uh, and throw my underwear in the trash. Um, luckily, had a sweaty pair of underwear in my car from the gym earlier. <laughs> I work out. Um, body dysmorphia is real in my community. Um, facts. Um, I did see Emma Stone immediately after I shit my pants. <laughs> that is a real, and that's La La Land. Okay, I literally shat my pants and then I saw Emma Stone. Can you have a more LA day? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the highs and lows, baby, this city. There's shit in your pants, the next thing you know, an A lister walking by you with her beautiful hair, which is not naturally red. I'm just saying, that's something she should be confessing. Um, t- I feel bad for her. She's dating a comedian, and so she has to go to UCB. Can you imagine? Oh my God. How, how horrific it would be to be Emma Stone and have to walk into UCB. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, I'm one of the most famous, elegant, gorgeous people in the world, and I have to walk by a bunch of losers who are paying money to mess around? I don't think so. Um, uh, Speaking of Emma Stone, I, um, I I have to also get something else off my chest. A lot of people are calling out bad behavior right now. Um, it, it's a, an interesting time in our culture, and people are, are finding things that we haven't liked for a long time and finally addressing them. So I would like to address something me and probably Emma Stone experience on a daily basis, which is catcalling. Um, anybody, ladies, we receive this? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, she does, listen. Um, I, I do, I get catcalled not by men for my body. I get catcalled by old women because of my hair color. And <laughs> uh, like if I'm walking down the street and I see a baby boomer or a plus, I know that without a doubt as I pass, I will hear such color. <laughs> or even worse, I hope you're wearing sunscreen. It's my body, Barb. <laughs> I'm covered in it. One time I was walking in my neighborhood, and a woman rolled up in a BMW, rolled down her window, and screamed at me, You should be wearing a hat! (laughs) I was like, ma'am. And she was like, sorry, Ethel's having an Ethel day. (laughs) (laughs) I get it, though. I get it. I know if it was the opposite, right? If, like, I was a young woman, my wish, and they were all... Uh, old men, it would be lecherous, but uh, because it's the opposite, I I somehow allow it. And and I think I've figured out why, and and I know it's because it's harmless, because it's just because I remind them of every neighbor boy they knew growing up, you know? Like, mid-World War II, you know, Leave it to Beaver vibes, I'm just rolling up on a single-speed bicycle, like, hey, Nancy, I just got back from the nickel store with two swizzle sticks. Is Jackie home from the war? And my face is triggering because Jackie never came back and (laughs) that or I remind old people of a time when everybody was white, you know, because this is like eons of whiteness. I am like a biological endpoint of whiteness. I am a left-handed, red-headed, blue-eyed homosexual. It's literally like God was like, those are done. I'm not meant to survive global warming. I get sunburned through my jeans. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, I I do, I guess I will confess some other things to you. I uh, I wish that, to go back to my original point, um, I wish that this had, this pooping my pants had been a surprise. You know, I wish that it happened, hadn't happened so recently. I went to Japan for New Year's with 11 gays, um, which together is a chorus. And (laughs) (laughs) I I went to Japan and I I went to Tokyo and Kyoto and in those cities you eat a lot of rice. And so I ate a lot of rice. It's not a stereotype. It's just a rice-based diet. And uh, because of that, I was having a lot of indigestion issues. I typically don't eat carbs. I am hot. And um, (laughs) I wish. And and, um, so I was eating a lot of rice and I was having a lot of indigestion and on the train from, uh, to- from Tokyo to Kyoto, um, I had a really bad stomach ache and when we got into Kyoto, it was so bad, um, I went into a Japanese store and I was like, I need a laxative and Japanese people all speak a little bit of English and it's not the opposite because um, we're privileged and, um, a- and this guy was like, here, take this, take one to three um, and uh, I took three. And then I realized later it was you're supposed to take three over the course of a day, and I took three at once, and I pooped in every bathroom in Kyoto, (laughs) every single one. My friends were like leading me along like a stray dog, just leaking out this is a disgusting story i'm sorry leaking and but i made it to the bathroom every time except for once um and like gaga says you can shit your pants 99 times in a room and that's how it goes Uh, it happened um we were staying in a ryokan which is like an old-timey japanese um, hotel like where uh, there are rice paper doors and everybody bows and uh, most importantly, everybody wears traditional Japanese garb. Um, So just to be very clear, I shat myself in a kimono. (laughs) I was wearing a kimono and I shat a kimono. I didn't shit pants, I shat a kimono. And if that isn't a reason for a white person to never wear a kimono, I don't know what is. Okay, I think that's the most I can confess. Anything else, uh, my parents would hate me.
2: <laughs> Guys, I'm gonna introduce our therapist. I, I was taking notes, don't worry. Um, you know, I'm not a professional, so I brought in a professional to help me out. She, uh, she's a real therapist, a licensed therapist. She also teaches sex ed. She works with LGBT, uh, at the LGBTQ Center in LA. Give it up for Anais Plaskitas!
3: Oh, God, you have such a look on your face. You're like, here we go. It was nice to take a break. <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. um, so, Brendan, we were listening. Thank you so much for sharing. I, um, I'm sorry for your loss, uh, I guess, of, of poop. I don't know. It's so sad.
1: <laughs> dignity.
2: <laughs> and di- dignity. Um, Anais, what, what are your thoughts on this story? Um,
0: um, love the juxtaposition between Emma Stone and the poop.
2: First of all, I want to start there. <laughs>
3: Thank you. I mean, I am a storyteller.
2: Uh, <laughs> um, uh, it's, it didn't sound to me that you were actually embarrassed, which is, it's good. It seems like you have this like self-awareness. It's funny to you in the moment. A lot of times when things happen that are funny later, they're not funny while they're happening, you know? Like, like, scar- like embarrassing, traumatic things, you can look back on later and, and uh, use humor to get past it. But hearing you tell it, it really seemed like you were very, like, had that sort of lightness about the whole day, is that is that true, or did you process it? Or were you embarrassed? When I this was happened? like
3: pretty disapp- I was definitely disappointed in myself, but it wasn't like a, a really bad situation. Um, <laughs> I, I'm clearly normalizing it. Um, <laughs> I I think, I don't know if you experience this as a comedian, but like stuff happens to you and you kind of immediately try to think of how to uh, churn it into material for the thing you don't get paid to do very often, (laughs) Um, which uh, can, I don't know, can be damaging, I guess.
2: Yeah, what do you, what
0: <laughs> do you think Anais? A, Anais works a, a lot, lot with company. comedians? I, so got, had, I like, do students. work a lot with comedians and the moment you started talking I was like, oh, thinking of everyone that comes in as like performing in the therapy room even in a small space. And uh, what a defense it, must be it can exhausting. be. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also so protective, I think, too. So yeah. yes you're being vulnerable, but it's still you're performing for us. Wait, what do you
2: mean by that? They're performing in the. Uh, oh, as I take the Everything kind of oh. is just
0: like big and it becomes a story and it's like, I'm gonna grab my popcorn now, but I'm also really deeply curious and I wanna get below it. Sh- yeah. You, you know? Do they look for um, like reactions from you? Like they're trying to make you laugh, you think? Um, I think it depends case by case. Depends on the people. Sometimes. Yeah, Brenda. And you? oftentimes it's like a marker for how they probably are out in the real world. So that's always mm-hmm. interesting to observe in the room too. And eventually, after we have a really close relationship, probably call out.
3: Right, like yeah. you're performing for me. You're not like actually exploring.
0: Yeah, or just curious about what's really happening. Yeah, mm.
3: I mean. So maybe what you is were. happening.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> do you feel like
2: when you're cause because you're a comedian you know you know when this happens that you're like I have a outlet I can go on stage and talk about this that um, that it's almost like it's okay if I'm embarrassed right now in front of the people in this room because we'll wait till I get on stage and this crushes is. like is, does that help you cope with anything going on in the present moment
3: mm, I think that like quite honestly if it if I if I didn't hadn't had this show to do specifically with this prompt, I never would have told anyone. Like, <laughs> I this, was wondering was like this was like, this was like a secret, like weird, weird day. I was in my car a lot moment, um, you know, drinking a lot of coffee and juice and, and uh, it, j- it just didn't work out. And um,
1: <laughs> some, some <laughs> days, some
3: days you just take the L, you know? <laughs>
0: Sounds like it was really resourceful too. You already had underwear in your car. You're ready to go. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well,
3: now yeah. I'm a pr- So I'll point a out a strength b- there. I <laughs> know I'm like I smell like a gym, uh, which you know. What are you gonna do? <laughs>
2: um, I'm curious too about this uh, trip with your friends because I don't know how close you are with all these 11 people you went on a trip with. But were you like poop in front of friends? Close or was this like? I guess we're crossing this bridge because we have to. Right, Uh,
3: crossing the bridge. Thankfully, uh, Tokyo was 11 other gay men, and it was horrific. And no, (laughs) Tokyo itself is amazing. um, But this group, it was it was a friend's birthday, and. Looking back, I like spent way too much money. You know, somebody's like, we should go to Tokyo. And you're like, cha-cha. And then you're like, what <laughs> was I thinking? Um, but, uh, but then Kyoto was just two of my other friends um, who really wanted to go there. So basically they saw Kyoto and I like saw um, toilets, which are <laughs> fricking lovely there. I will say like, <laughs> there are, everything has a bidet. So I always felt very clean, oh, despite go, my situation. Yeah. Although one time at a temple, um, I did have to <laughs> squat over a hole, and that was tough. That was tough.
2: They have those um, toilets in Taiwan too. They're like uh, holes in the ground, and they're supposed to be easier. You're not. Supp- it's supposed to be like you don't get stuff on you. But if you're not used to them, if you didn't grow up using them, it's the worst. And uh, so I feel I know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah,
3: it reminds. Me, have you seen Slumdog Millionaire? Mm-hmm. It reminds me of that.
1: Mm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know that where he like, exactly falls, like, in. The he, like oh, falls in a hole. Like a, oh. yeah.
2: um, Anais, um, uh, we're talking about, Brendan was mentioning he's Catholic and he's talking yeah. about guilt. Um, I, I'm, a lot of the podcast guests that come on this show are actually Catholic and I, I don't know if there's <laughs> a correlation between comedians and Catholicism. But I find it's really interesting um, uh, because I think you're so open and I, you know, you seem like you're very forthcoming and open and honest. Did, did you have a moment when that started? And I guess I, I'm also curious, Anais, like if you have experience with comedians and like do you have to break through um, like, but did you see that they start having like a moment when they're honest and then everything is easier after that? Or is it something that that starts, you know, that you have to either have or not have?
0: Um, the, it could start with the moment or it could mm-hmm. be something that kind of ebbs and flows, I think. Oftentimes, i will just be really curious to make someone stick with the moment Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes all of us not just comedians want to kind of avoid or we defend in some way something that makes us uncomfortable So it's fun to make them force them to stay in a place that feels like there's a lot there
2: um, That's weighted. Did you go to confession as a kid?
3: Yeah, I went to Catholic school for nine years So I went uh, every like twice a year. Yeah, and to talk to this guy Father Bob who Hmm. was, like, super ugly. I mean.
2: (laughs) Don't you have to not see their face? I mean, but (laughs) I knew who it was.
1: (laughs) He was kind of, like,
3: looking back, I'm like, that guy was a creep. Oh, God. uh, But I think mostly towards, like, the girls of the school. Truth. I mean, (laughs) if he's out there. I don't know, I'm not accusing him of anything, but like, okay. you know, there's a history you get a vibe. There.
2: Usually if you feel it, I feel like there's yeah.
3: a I mean, you, you like look back and you're like, why was I never comfortable around this like priest? And like the other two priests were fine, but this like, he just had like a weird, sketchy vibe. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I hope he's dead. Uh, no, <laughs> kidding. <What>? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm
1: kidding, I'm oh, kidding. Let's take a moment I'm with that.
0: What is your relationship with guilt like, present day? Are you?
3: Um, I feel like, here's one thing, I've been in LA for like six years and I think LA ha- completely, one part of the culture, teaches you to absolve yourself of anybody else's needs. Mm. Like, I think this city, it's almost <laughs> shocking how quickly you go from being like, I'm so sorry, to being like, you know what, that's just not about me. You know, like. <laughs> (laughs) this city is so it's everyone i mean myself included gets so good at being like you're upset with me but it's clearly you (laughs) (laughs) you yeah so i i think that i have this weird dichotomy of like this like catholic midwestern part of me and this like la part of me that um uh feels i I don't know do you uh, do you get what i'm saying about california maybe it's like it's not necessarily self-centered but it's like. People are so therapized out here that yeah. I think people are realize actually when stuff isn't about them, but then take um, to that to an extreme sometimes.
0: It's like and they're the not accountable.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah.
0: well,
1: Just there's different. the whole like self
2: care yeah. movement, but it, I feel like sometimes it gets. Um, Oh, inappropriately used they're like um this is self-care oh. so i'm not gonna apologize for burning your dress you know because <laughs> right. like, that will but make it, me right. feel bad <laughs>
3: like actually your dress was an attack yeah, and, yeah <laughs> because i couldn't fit in it
2: i mean in a way it's like your story <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you uh you pooped and then saw emma stone so it's like this dichotomy of like right. you're just like you know what it's it's like it's this constant battle of like, I don't know. Absolutely. But it becomes bypassing too.
0: It's just kind of like spiritual bypassing. It's Completely. all the same. Yeah. It's like an inability to kind of look at your shit and acknowledge something. that Literally, yeah. Literally, yeah. Literally, Literally there you go. Literally looked at Here's the well, comedian now. <laughs> well, thank
1: you
2: for sharing that. Is there anything you want to add to the story, that you insight or wisdom? Ooh,
0: put me on the spot.
2: Um, one thing okay, I will well.
0: share, put you on the spot, is that you said you were having... You're looking for a new therapist, and so I'd be really interested in you bringing up the things you're feeling about your therapist with your therapist. With my therapist. I love that idea.
3: Yeah, I mean, That's I love my therapist. Uh, we just have a complicated relationship.
0: You seem like, very self-aware, yeah. though, and so I really appreciate it. Thank you, Brendan, for Thank coming you. out you, Never Playing a Game.
2: Thank you, Anna
1: Uh
2: Guys, I'm going to introduce our next comedian who's going to come out and confess for you guys. She is so funny. She hosts a show called Just Between Us. Put your hands together for Gabby Dunn! I
4: oh, couldn't find the curtain. Hello everyone. Hello, hello, hello. Um, um, I am a very, I'm bisexual and I have, a, hold your applause. Um, and I have a, a, a very bisexual um, confession, which is uh, that, and this is from, from teenagehood, I'm sorry. Wasn't from. Although it'd be funny if it was from yesterday. But uh, I lost. I lost my heterosexual virginity through witchcraft. I will explain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I. Uh, I was in. So when I was in like sixth grade, or when I was younger, basically, I was like obsessed with um, witchcraft and and, and, and like that I would be plucked Harry Potter style from my, like, boring life and, like, alcoholic home and just be, like, brought to Hogwarts and that I was special somehow. Um, and so, and, like, this was the time of, like, you're the chosen one. So I was, like, really convinced that that was my life. And um, it, wasn't, it wasn't happening. But I wanted, but, like, I had a friend, and we would sort of, like, stare at spoons really hard and then be like, it bent, it totally bent, you did it, um, and just sort of hype each other up. Uh, and so one day my mom took me to the library, and, um, and I found a book. What In my mind, when I remember it, it's like an ancient spell book with, like, dust on it and, like, and, like parchment pages. Um, but what it actually was, I think, was just, like, a book that was, like, paperback, like, New Age spells for modern women with, like, a Y. <laughs> like, I think it was, like, a very 90s book. Um, and so she let me check it out of the library, which is weird. And, um, and uh, so I, around this, so why I wanted the book was because I had a very big crush on this kid in my grade who um, never spoke to me. He was very cool. He was part of a group of guys that were really popular that called themselves the final four. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we did not speak, although, although, so okay, you just gotta get on board with me. So we, a- AOL Instant Messenger, that was the thing. And I would message him every night to be like, what's the homework? Just to sort of like get a convo going. Uh, and so he would write back and then I would write back and maybe it would be like, you know, four or five sentences. And then I would print those conversations out, put them in a binder, and then highlight parts that I felt were important or relevant to remember.
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> Things to, to share later. Stuff I could bring up that might become inside jokes? We don't know. Um, So I had this binder, and then I had a friend named Alex, and I would just, and Alex also had a crush on this guy, and this is gay as hell. Like, instead of being mad at each other, we were just like, oh my god, you like him? Me too. We should hang out all the time and be obsessed with each other. Uh, Very bisexual. Uh, And so I would bring the, the binder to her house, and we would meticulously go over the evidence that he was in love with me. Um, so I was like, okay, I, I, how do I need to make sure I need to make him fall in love with me. So, uh, I got, I like went, I took this spell book, flipped through love spell. I'm like, great. I, I go through and I, uh, I get, I gather the things that you need for the love spell. Um, again, stay on board. Uh, I think I had to, I think I took grass from his lawn. <laughs> I took, I took, um, um, like, a, I needed something he had touched, so I, like, took a notebook from his locker and, like, ripped a page out of it that probably had notes on it. Like, I, like, to, and this person is living their life,
1: does not know I exist.
4: Like, <laughs> do you understand? Uh, and so, uh, and so I, Oh, another reason I thought we were soulmates was because they made us take this IQ test and then they published the results, which is very weird, uh, <laughs> called the Iowa test. And he and I were the two smartest people in our grade. And so I was like, he said he spoke to me once in person to say, it looks like we're the two smartest people in our grade. And I was like, ah, my vocabulary dripped out my ears. <laughs> so, So I had to steal things from him and burn them in a bowl in my bathroom. And my dad was like, knock, knock, what's on fire? And I was like, my heart, no. Um, so, so then you had to take the ashes and mix them up, and then, you, and then so I don't remember, I don't think I drank them, but maybe something like that. Then I, uh, so then I was like, great, forgot about it. Time goes by, middle school continues to go on. He goes to a different high school for high school. I stay at our same high school. Alex goes to a different high school too. Uh, I get hot Um, just like like I figure out hair and teeth and clothes and stuff so I'm doing better had not seen him in years 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 it's like senior year of high school I go to a party he's there I'm like oh my god I don't know if you and he's like oh yeah we like went to middle school together and I was like yeah 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 I mean I barely remember you as well is now is he is he hot no do i care no (laughs) so i'm like so i'm like oh at this point i'm i'm a virgin because i had dated a guy who for all of high school who guess what i felt was too obsessed with me thank you so uh uh which is so i yeah ironic um Anyway, so I was like, that guy's too obsessed with me. I can't have sex with him because I'll never get rid of that guy. So so I did it. So then, like, that guy and I had just broken up. So I I said to – so I was like, um, oh, do you want to come to, like, our, our prom? And then you'll get to meet – you'll get to meet the – you'll get to see the other kids from middle school, and, like, they'll be so excited to see you. And he was like, oh, yeah, definitely. So we go to the prom, have fine time. I wear a 60s-inspired dress with black – Silk gloves, nobody cares or gets it. Um, <laughs> then afterwards, okay, then, so, so then afterwards, we go to like uh, a hotel, and with like everyone, because who, who has parents, huh? <laughs> and, and we're like, and then we're like making out, which is awesome, and then I say the coolest thing I've ever said in my life, which is I go, oh, you know, um, like next time we see each other, we could like do it for real and he was like what and uh, and i was like yeah you know what i have cool cash so then we the next time we see each other it's again his a hotel his his prom i think and like his friends have a hotel so we go uh we're i literally like all business like we get to the hotel his friends are in like the the uh, living room of the hotel i'm like hello Not, i don't need to know your name's goodbye we like go into the other room uh, uh, this is also, I think, set a real precedent for both me and him, which is uh, we like go to have sex, and uh, this is my first time. We go to have sex, and he's like not doing it correctly, and I flip us and go, I'll do it. <laughs> uh, and then also, he later married a much older woman, so I think that really started something for him too. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so then after, so then afterwards, wait, then afterwards he goes, oh, it was like my first time too. What? So I took his virginity as well? So if like like me, I mean, so basically, what I learned from all this is like, okay, yes, like obviously like you grow up and and like things happen that you could never expect and like just like the trauma of middle school is like not what your life is gonna be and like you don't know what wonderful things can happen in the future. Um, But also like witchcraft is fucking real. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs)
0: Admiration for little you.
4: Thank you. The, yeah. well, the witchcraft part? Or the, oh,
0: a
2: believer in the witchcraft part, all of it.
4: That's the yeah. only explanation I think.
2: <laughs> Have you done, uh, did you at any point do other spells or was it always just that one love spell?
4: Um, I, I mean, now I like very much am like crystal. I mean, i live in LA and I'm mm-hmm. queer. So like crystals and astrology and like all that stuff. But I do remember even like in middle school, like looking up star signs to be like, are we compatible? That guy, a Taurus. I still know that. Why?
2: <laughs> well, uh, what, I was going to say, I'm going to guess what you are, but I don't know enough astrology. About oh. I really just know my signs and my moon and my rising. And that's oh, it. I,
0: I mean, I think if
4: anyone knew astrology, they would they would get mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Come after the show. Tell
0: What's your you sign, you? though?
4: Oh, what is it? Yeah, what is it? Oh, Gemini. Ge- okay. Honestly. Oh, okay. Uh, just a total insane person. can <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, thank you. Sorry. Yeah, oh, thank you. That's Producer Sammy. Give it up for Sammy. Yes! I was going to say, tech, tech, tech. I'm so sorry. Obviously, take the mic. What am I doing? Um,
2: yeah, Anais, what do you think of the story? Um, uh, wh- is there any insights about Gabby uh, based on... I mean, I love hearing childhood stories because it really gets to the core of who you are.
4: Yeah. I think
0: so, too. That's why I appreciate it. I found it so endearing.
4: Oh, um, A little my psychotic. maternal instinct. Sometimes I, I, I mean, lose people at the AIM binder of.
0: I mean, of I wasn't going, I wasn't in middle school with people that were using like witchcraft and astrology and stuff as like resources. So I really appreciate that, actually. Thank you. Building you up. You gotta um, go for what you want. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: Other questions about.
2: I mean, a hundred percent. You, it worked, right? Like that. You, that's, that's got to be your mentality f- after this happened.
4: I absolutely think it worked. I also, I left this part out of the story, but like, we literally finished, and he went, "Are you okay?" And I went, "I'm fine." And then I was like, "I have to make a phone call." And he was like, "Okay." And then I just walked into the hall and called that girl Alex, who I hadn't talked to in like five years, <laughs> and I was like, "Bitch, guess what?" <laughs> and she was like, uh...
2: of like manifesting uh now in your present day life like do you kind of work with that sort of thing where you're like I'm going to set something
4: in motion and just trust that it'll happen I'm such a pessimist I don't know I'm a pessimist but also so overconfident Mm -hmm. like just so like yeah I don't know I I think also like dating and sex wise I'm just like uh, like I I heard something that recently that made me really because because I'm like I look how I look, whatever, but, like, there's people are like, why are you, like, you're so just like, rejection doesn't bother me at all. Like, I'll just be like, oh, do you want to fuck? You don't? That's fine. Um, And people get so, they're like, oh, my God, but if somebody didn't like me back, I would cry forever. And I'm like, you gotta throw spaghetti at the wall. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) You can't just put all your eggs in one basket. (laughs) So, I have no, so, like, that seems to strike people as strange, but I heard this thing where someone was like, if, if somebody's interested in me or not interested in me, it's like none of my business. Like, if they, if they, there's no leagues. Like, if someone's yeah. super hot and they're, they want to date me, then I just, I don't have to, don't ask questions.
0: What if they're obsessed <laughs> with you now? What's that narrative? I like? don't like present that. present day. <laughs>
4: okay. I don't like that. So that stayed the same. No, I don't, I, that's the hypocrisy, which what is What does like, that look I'm, like for
0: you? What does it mean for someone to be obsessed with you? Uh,
4: demand any small inconvenience on me and my
2: life. <laughs> <laughs> is, there a, is it partly because like you have to feel like you're working for it, so you did the spell and all that so it feels like you were in control of it, but if someone is just like, hey, I like you back, you're like, no, oh, I must make sure that I made this happen.
4: Huh. That's interesting. Hey, I like you
0: back is different than someone being obsessed with you. Yeah, too. therapy. <laughs> That's why I was I was trying, trying to therapy. get to <laughs> the bottom of the obsession.
4: Yeah, this is this is therapeutic. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going through a breakup right now, so I have no I have no clue what's going on. I think I'll never let another person in my house again. Have you tried a spell? <laughs> to do what? Make her write back to you my can, text? No, you
0: can do a cord cutting ceremony. I've done one of those recently.
4: Oh, that would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't, uh, I can't, I'm in a place post-breakup where I, like, cannot see a world in which I allow another person into my home. Do you know what I mean? Like, where I'm like, what am I going to, they're going to sit on my couch and eat food <laughs> and talk to me? That's insane.
0: Come on. It's okay to be there for now. Yeah. It won't be forever.
4: Maybe. I, I feel so. that, I mean, I really, truly, I cannot see, like, I'm like, they would have to be, and I've said this to my friend, and she was like, "You're okay, I was like, they would have to be the most interesting person that would add so much value to my life. Like they would, what I said to her was like, she's like, well, what's interesting to you? And I was like, I don't know, like they invented the hot air balloon. And she was like, Um, so so they're dead? And then I was like, yeah, you know what? Unless you're a ghost, you're not interesting to me. Or they could be, like, sometimes you buy something that you need that's interesting,
2: but sometimes you just buy, like, an extra blanket because it's, like, I, it might be just nice to have this other blanket. I have a bunch of blankets. I don't know, like, yeah, could you just date some? Like, they don't
4: have to be interesting, but are they they're just nice that they're there? I don't know. I can't do it's nice that they're there anymore. I can't do it. You gotta, you gotta be, I don't know what you're bringing to the table in your resume, but it's gotta be shocking. Hmm. It better be, like, you. Be, someone surprised me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So but I don't think anybody is. I've been on the apps. It's a lot of, it's a lot of couples and actors who work in restaurants. Mm. <laughs> and it's that's cool. But I, maybe it just seems, cause it seems like uh, I, I feel
2: like that's just a time when uh, you, maybe you just don't know what you want, which is okay. Yeah. Whenever you say, I used to do this. If I'm like, uh, I don't know, I guess I want something different. But then
4: I'm like, no, I do want something. I have to figure it out before I can get it. Yeah, I guess I have to figure out. I thought, well, the the ex-girlfriend is I, I was like, this is locked down. We're done. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. We're living our gay domestic life. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, nope. Or well, yeah. There's more it's more complicated than that. <laughs> but yeah, so like I I just am sort of like, "Ugh, what am I going to do? Talk to someone? <laughs> touch touch someone's genitals?" <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> just trust that that's where you are right now though. Yeah. It's okay. I
4: think it's okay to be there.
0: I think it is cool to set intentions though and become more aware of what you want for next time. That's okay.
4: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, but it's also that thing of like, like cause I'm, I'm stuck on, do you go on the apps and search for someone mm-hmm. or do you just live your life and be like, I don't know when when I least expect it, they'll just like <laughs> walk in my front door. You know what I mean?
0: I think it depends on how you're using your time, your single time, your alone time. Or People are like, time heals everything, but it's really more about how you use the time. Yeah. So if you're finding yourself swiping left and right, and it's like mindless, and you're not, yeah, feeling it,
4: that's okay. I like to have context for a person. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: feel like the best time um, to think about what you want for your next relationship is right after a breakup, because then it's like the clearest time when you're like, okay, this is all the things I thought about this relationship and maybe I am not clear headed now because I don't think I want anything else, but I write it all down and then later you can come back and look at it and you're like, oh,
4: this is very insightful. Yeah, write it down. Yeah, That's probably a good idea. Um, well,
2: thank you so much for sharing that story. Oh, thank I appreciate you. it. Thank you for having me. Uh, I want to bring Brendan back on Brendan, are you still back there? Yeah. For a final game? Brendan, come back to the stage. Give it up oh. for Br- Gabby Dunn. Oh, yes. brendan spin out. Yes, we have another. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Oh,
3: yes. I'm a professional.
2: Uh, well, here's our two confess Let me move that mic stand. So, um, this final segment.
3: Honey. That's
4: not going
3: to work. Ask for help when you need it.
4: No, your producer (laughs) is so quick. So quick on their feet.
2: I'm very, like, yeah, I have a problem. My problem is asking for help. Because I have a twin, and so it's, like, all my life, I've, like, tried to establish my independence so much to the point (laughs) where my mom used to say, there's a Chinese, uh, in Chinese, like, I'll do it myself, is like, and my mom was like, used to say, like, What's it, what's it, what's it, like all the time. And that was like my catchphrase. So I guess that was was me going, myself, myself. Okay. I I confess a little something sometimes. Okay. This is our final game. Uh, This is a game we play in the podcast. It's called Rant or Rave. It's really quick. I just fire off some topics. Uh, Everyone can play Anais as well. So I'll go down the line, we'll start with Gabby, Brendan, Anise, and just b- loop back around. Uh, I'm just gonna say a topic. You get a couple of seconds, 10 seconds or so. You either rant or you rave about it. That's a positive or a negative opinion. And then I'll just say the next one and we'll just move on. Cool. Okay. Here we go. Gabby, will start. Sitting in the front seat of an Uber. Oh, no,
4: ra- ra- uh, rant. <laughs> rant <laughs> is bad, right? Yeah, yeah, but you could say why you don't like it. And, oh! because you know. And they'll just try to reach over and grab my leg or something. I don't know. I need a, I guess, but then if you're in the back, I guess, I guess you you just get out. You got to just get, you know what? Don't Mm -hmm. get out. Okay. Don't get in people's cars. (laughs) Dan! Texting on
2: my way when you haven't left the house yet.
3: Um, absolutely, that's a yes. I think we're all establishing this new culture where we're always late and nobody's gonna be on time. Especially if it's to a lunch. Give, I need a 15 minute window. If it's at noon, I'm gonna be there at twelve fifteen, and you know that, Sign- otherwise why are we having lunch?
2: Signing emails with your initials.
0: Ooh, uh, I, do, I do an A sometimes just at the end of my emails. It depends. On, I so I like it. And, uh, this is a binary okay, game. Okay, I don't yes. know. Somewhere in, Somewhere, in <laughs> Somewhere in between. Somewhere in between. Somewhere
2: in between. I don't rant or rave about. Okay. One. Okay. Giving dog human names like Benjamin or Christina. Love it. Rave. Giving giving kid object names like calendar or airplane.
3: Me, uh, hate it. I think I'm. I live in Silver Lake. Every child's name is like Shatjuce, and it's too much. Uh, go fuck yourself. What happened to Ben? <laughs> it's
4: their dog, Ben, uh, and they name <laughs> their child Chartreuse.
3: <laughs> so every child's name is like, uh, this is Window. And it's like, <laughs> well, toss her out of okay, it.
2: OK. Uh, Ariana Grande, performed me
0: with Instinct at Coachella. Oh, I hated it, but I loved everything else. I love her. She can do no wrong,
2: so I hated that. Uh, uh, b- biting an onion ring when the whole onion, ring, uh, whole onion comes out of the bread filling.
4: And then you eat the bread filling second? Mm-hmm. OK, rant. I mean, no, <laughs> what's the good one? Rave. Okay, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. You can whatever. Order. As long as you get, just get it all in there.
3: You know what I like to do is order onion rings extra crispy. You can do that.
4: Oh, That's oh, okay. a good idea. Wow. That's a good idea.
3: Pro tip. You don't think. You're like, ugh, oh, they come out soggy. You can order them crispy.
4: You're a genius. Ask. We learn, we're if learning. you take away nothing TED else, now. Yeah. yeah, this
2: is a TED wow. talk. Okay, t- uh, a couple more. Talking to someone you think that is your age, but then you find out they're actually 22.
3: Um, I like to think that I look 22, so I'm, I'm going to say, uh, this is great. They think of me as a peer. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, okay, waking up a minute before your alarm clock. Uh, hate it. Rant, rant,
0: rant, rant, rant. I need time.
2: Uh, all right, just say the word rant a bunch of times. That counts as a rant. <laughs> 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 Finding out two friends who you introduced to each other took a vacation without you.
4: Wow. Um. I. I think. Er. I think rave because it's, it's just like people. I don't. I don't. I don't think that I would feel left out but i don't think i don't think that everything is about me it makes me very uncomfortable when people are like mad at me cuz i think i would be the friend who went on the vacation like in actual life and i don't and i get yelled at and like i just don't need that negativity okay. in my life revenge
3: um uh no get over it what? like <laughs> like fucking i'm so sorry no! oh you feel bad somebody wronged you go fuck yourself <laughs> They weren't actually your friend. Maybe uh, be an adult and realize that life is fucking complicated, and to enact revenge is petty.
2: And finally, giving up. (laughs) Uh,
0: Again, with the binary. uh, Giving up. Aren't you a therapist? Yeah, therapists hate binaries. Are you kidding? we got to live in the gray. Um... (laughs) Rant, I
2: guess. Okay, let's yeah. Younger
0: me says rant.
2: We'll end in the gray. All right, guys, that's the end of our show. That's the Rant and Rave. Thank you so much for the performer that have been on. Give it up for Gabby John, Brennan, Chanel, Anais, Poscadis, Jenna Friedman. Uh, thank you to our producer, Sammy. And that's it. Comedy Central State, thank you guys so much. Uh, Good night. I have stickers if you guys want them. I'll be out after the show.